You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, yes, here we go. Podcast time. Al Dukes here. Jerry Recco is in Columbus with Rutgers. So Eddie Scazzeri joins me once again. Hello, podcast people. Now, you joined me uh, yesterday uh, a couple times over the last few weeks. Uh, Jerry has had Rutgers a been couple very different busy times. and has uh, had some stuff to do, been sick some days. Yep. So you have joined me a few times. Now, yesterday, uh, we had a heads up that you were going to be joining me. So I said at the end of the podcast, if you have questions for Eddie Scazzeri, um, tweet them to me or Instagram them to me, however you can get to me, and I'll compile them and uh, put them together and ask any questions tomorrow. Because I'm not on social media. You are not on social media. But what I didn't do, I didn't want to waste your time in answering questions that people weren't going to hear, so I didn't tweet out if you have questions for Eddie. I simply asked here on the podcast. Right. So people that are regular podcast listeners. Podcast people. Podcast people would be more likely to hear your answers. Okay. So I've jotted some of these down. I'll give names where there are names and uh, not when not. There, I will uh, kick off with two similar questions. I'll read both the questions and then you can respond since they're both similar. Alrighty. Uh, this comes from Tommy G. Can you ask Eddie... How he would suggest someone getting started in the sports broadcasting industry. Always hear on the show how Geo started with an internship, but it seems to be more about who you know. The second question, very similar, comes from Frank the Bike Messenger. How does a 50-year-old bike messenger get an internship in radio? Supposedly, uh, you know, I don't know what that part means. Okay, so really, and I got get this question a lot from you, Eddie. Because you've been here for a very long time. You yes. started in what year? 1989. 1989. Half these people weren't even born yet. Right. So how does one break into the business, as you're somebody who used to be in charge of the internship program? Mm-hmm. Could you explain, first of all, where that went? Well, Because there... we used to have this huge internship program. Then we would get higher interns. Then interns would become part-timers, part-timers, full-timers. Yes. Full-timers hosts. Sometimes it had a it had a nice yes. There's been a long history of a. We had a very successful internship program. Um, I was an intern. Um, Ian Eagle was an intern. Uh, John Jastrzemski, Mark Malusis, Greg Giannotti, all interns. Craig Carton was an intern. All WFAN interns. All went on to uh, great success. 
Uh, and those are just some of the on-air people. They're also behind-the-scenes people. Uh, Brian Monzo, Chris McMonagle, Tommy Lugauer used to be associated with our show, and on and on. It's a very long uh, list of people. Um, in fact, there was a time when I would say 95% of our full and part-timers, past and present, were former interns. I know when I got here in 2007, mm-hmm. I was a rare exception of somebody coming yes. from the outside with previous uh, broadcasting experience in New York to come here. There were not many of them. Not, many, not many like me. Now, since the change, first of all, there was our internship program was uh, killed by uh, our former owner, um, but with, with good reason. There were a number of companies um, that had lawsuits brought against them by interns for I don't even know what the allegations were exactly but I, I guess the idea was you know we're doing all this work and not getting paid we're just getting credits although that is kind of what you signed up for sort of like with the the college athletes you know they signed up for you're going to get this scholarship and the opportunity to go to school for free um, but you play ball, and yes, we make money off of you playing ball. And it was uh, with the uh, internship, you know, you got college credit. That was a requirement. And so anyway, things changed, uh, not just in our industry, in all industries that these things, you know, internships um, slowly evolved to where they were paid internships. And once you start throwing out that uh, pay, then uh, the internship program is going to be scaled down because it's too much of a cost for the company, understandably. So the internship program was terminated and then brought back under corporate control, and I was no longer involved, and that's uh, sort of it ended. So we have uh, very few interns these days, which is sad because that was my pipeline for employees part-time and then full-time. So now... I don't really have a, a anything to counsel you know these people. I don't have great wisdom for them because I've been out of the game. I don't I haven't really talked to some of the newer part-timers to see how they went about it. But I would say for sure to get involved with your college radio station and then try the best you can even though it's more difficult to get an internship somewhere. And perhaps it's at a smaller place or just a, a, you know, a mom and pop radio station. There are some of those still out there. And to try to do your best to get an internship. And there might be some larger companies that still have uh, a robust internship program. But I don't know that for sure. So it is a lot tougher these days to sort of get the in. Because when you were an intern and you got in here, there were usually one or two from every intern class, and we had three per year, three classes per year, uh, almost 30 interns a year. And there were at least five or six a year that I wanted to hire. Now, I couldn't always do that because there wasn't always room, but um, usually there was for at least one or two a year. And those odds are still not that great, but that's how it worked. And for someone who was older... Um, like you said, there was a, is it a 50 year old bike messenger? Um, you know, we've had in the past through the Connecticut school of broadcasting, which has been a long time advertiser with us. Uh, those, uh, people from Connecticut school 
uh, I would have them do fall and spring internships and they would get credit from the school. And a number of employees have come to us uh, from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. But it's tougher these days. So I wish I had some better wisdom to give people, but I really don't. Now, they do have our internships listed on the Entercom website. Mm -hmm. I did look just the other day because I got an email from somebody asking. Uh, There's nothing up there for New York yet, Mm -hmm. but I'm guessing as we get closer to summer, maybe they'll post something up there because now it's all done that way too. You you, um, submit your resume and uh, Mm -hmm. application online at the Entercom website. Yeah, in the past, people used to just email me. They used to find me, find their way to me, and... That was kind of cool also because for them to find me, they had to do a little bit of work. They didn't have to be a super sleuth. It wasn't that difficult, but they had to do a little something on their own to sort of call or find out somehow, find out how it's done in that short sort of that, that first step that they took on their own. That showed me something right there that they were more interested. Right, because I've had a number of times, as, as you have too, and you and I have talked about this, where where somebody who wants an internship has somebody else reach out for them. Terrible. 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 Like my nephew is looking to do this or my um, friend's kid or the the person who wants the internship should be the one reaching out. Yep. 100%. Otherwise it just looks like you're a kid and this parent or uh, older adult is helping you do everything. Yeah. And I actually had over the years, you know, many times parents call and uh, or email um, usually call and ask about you know they want an internship for their kid and I'm I, I said to all of them I said you are doing your kid a disservice by calling me this is just a terrible terrible start you have the kid reach out on their own either phone or email and we go from there but for you to do it that's just it looks terrible right and sometimes the parents would really get the message and appreciate it and say, you're right. And other times I could tell that they that's not what they wanted to hear. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, they, they did everything for their kid. They were right. the helicopter parent. And it was, you know, it's not good. In All my right. opinion. In my, I agree. Maybe I'm, I'm too old and antiquated in my thinking but right. uh, for me you know to have your dad call me and try to get you an internship no good it turned Weird. me right off big turn off mm-hmm. all right eddie let's get to some more of these uh, questions here's one that comes up uh, quite a lot uh this comes from nick i want to know how many sound bites eddie has compiled throughout the years okay i actually just looked at it oh really uh the other day i would say all in all, from everything I could possibly draw from, there's probably thirteen or fourteen thousand <laughs> uh, at this point. Really? Yes. Thirteen or fourteen thousand. Okay, then that will bring me to Paul's question. So it's about a thousand a year, I guess. A thousand a year you're compiling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Nick wanted to know how many you have. Thirteen to fourteen thousand. Paul wants to know, hey Al. Can you have Eddie explain how he is able to have the drops, quote, on point? I know he's a pro, but his anticipation is really amazing. So out of 14,000 drops you have, 
How are you able to quickly... I'll give you an example. Just the other day, this week, uh, Geo randomly referenced disgruntled employees, and you had a sound drop of Chris Carlin going, how you doing? Right. Like, how, how, was, how does that come about? Okay, so, and this happens a lot. They were talking about that, uh, that situation, that story, and they mentioned disgruntled employees. Obviously, I couldn't, I didn't know that what they were going to say, didn't know where the conversation was going. But they mentioned it, and I then I quickly, in my head, I just thought, how hilarious would it be to have a Chris Carlin drop here? And I love Carlin. Yes. And he's doing fine, and he's extremely talented. And Landed on his feet, as Absolutely, they say. and he's not going to take offense, at least I hope not. I don't think he would, because uh, he knows I could be, uh, you know, sort of, uh, my alter ego is a little bit nasty sometimes. Yes. So, so I got it ready, and then I waited for the conversation to circle back around. And perhaps you didn't even register that they no, said disgruntled employee the first time. I did not. But they did. And I just had it ready for when it if they if they mentioned it again, I was ready. So that's how that worked. And that's how a lot of it works. Now there's other times when uh they'll say something and and this happens, people people ask me this, how do I get it ready? Obviously, I don't have a, an immediate memory of 14,000 drops cataloged in my head like a computer, but something will come up, and then something in my head will just say, I, I have something for that, and then I have to find it. So it's like you have all this junk in your attic, and you say, I know it's up here somewhere. I just got to find it. So then the, the key is to be able to find it in enough time to either drop it as they're still talking about it or hope it comes around again. And there's many times where I can't get to it fast enough and I just have to let it go, which is also an important skill to just let things go and not try to force it back in. Because, you know, we've all worked with people that will try to force something in. Right. I'm boomer sized and, uh, you know, and try to really just, jamming in there no matter even if the moment's gone but and so you have these cataloged alphabetically uh, so you have to roughly part of, part of your memory to think where you put it was what would i have labeled this? correct correct so all of mine are first labeled al correct so they're all in alphabetical order al, 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 al right right in my then, main folder yeah you're in the main boomer has his own folder because he has so many of them correct and if you just <laughs> look at like al or jerry penis yeah there are so many. And Just so, penis drops. Right. Now, and some of the, the older ones, I didn't necessarily catalog it. Like, I tried to do it with a keyword or right. a key topic and then go off of that, whatever other descriptive thing I want to put on. But I didn't always do that. And so some of the older ones are really labeled something that would not make sense if you were looking at it. And, right. Um, yeah, it's kind of... That's why people that fill in for you can't. It's almost impossible. They can't uh, do the drops. Except, well, no, I guess not because it's all it's really in my brain. So, here's a here's a good one. Following up on the drops, this comes from uh, Nicole mm. Stiletto, who uh, writes to us often all on, the time on yes. Twitter. Yeah, she says, uh, "Is there a drop that you have that you've regretted doing? Ever play a drop and regretted it?" Yeah, I'm sure. I can't think of a specific instance um oh there was one 
uh, and I, I didn't mean to hit it. Like, and so this is, I, I wouldn't, I, I will say that I don't regret things that I, you know, drop that I'm intending to drop, you know, maybe once or twice, but there's been times when because I'm older and I don't have my glasses on and sometimes the screens are too far away <laughs> where it like I hit the wrong one because I can't see it properly or I just have a little you know sometimes the machine will uh you know just be too sensitive and it'll fire when I don't when I'm trying to get it ready to drop <laughs> and then all of a sudden it fires there was a whole time remember that was happening a lot yeah so then that was a really a pain in the butt so but nothing that was so catastrophically terrible that I was like, I live with it. You know, like being a board op, it's like being a reliever. You give up a game-winning home run, you got to just <laughs> let it go, shrug it off, get out there the next day. Right. And for me, it's get out there with the next second because, you know, I have another segue or another drop or whatever to do. Right. So, and, no, you can't really live with regret. And do you have a favorite one? Oh, my God. Uh, That's no. asked a lot. People yeah, no, no. My favorite ones are the things that are totally unplanned, which is most of the show. Um, and and going back a little bit to the other point, there you do the topic sheet every day. Yes, and we have certain you know things that I know are going to come up, whether or not they're on the sheet, like you know, play by play or this or that. And there are certain things I'll do, um, almost standard things off of um, things that come up a lot. Um, but off your show sheet, I'll say, okay, if this comes up, this will work. If this comes up, this will work. But my favorite is when we just get into something and it it just all just happens really quickly. So that's my favorite thing. It doesn't have to be a specific drop. It's when it when it uh something just, just coming up. And also I, I like it when if I can make a comedian laugh that gives me ple pleasure so when i used to be able to make craig laugh with yeah. something i did that really was a home run now i can make geo laugh easier than i did craig but you know to make those guys laugh then that's a win for me right and i think other not that i'm a comedian in the true sense but i think other comedians will say that as well right. where they can make another funny guy laugh that's a big right. Win. Somebody who doesn't laugh, you make somebody laugh who doesn't normally laugh at everything because they're the funny guy. Yeah, they're the ones making people laugh. Right. So that that gives me a, a special thrill. All right. Here comes a question from Tommy McDermott. Hi, Tommy. Dear Eddie, I agree with Al on not handing over content to these horrendous callers. Jerry Recco feels different. What are your thoughts on the horrific callers that usually bring the same boring viewpoint? To general sports talk yeah. and not our show well i think he means your show this show our, our show yeah well we use the bad caller uh differently we we sort of we make the most out of it you'll take a call that is terrible that you it's so bad you have to put it on right. and then we have fun with it you're sort of run-of-the-mill generic bad caller or just boring caller. Boring. We callers. don't use. Right. And there's and people, if you little inside radio, Al puts on maybe twenty percent of the people that you talk to, maybe right. a little more than that because you don't even pick up sometimes. Yeah. Um. So uh, for our show, I think even a quote unquote bad caller will work. Um. But it, it's it's tough. Uh. But to 
do traditional sports talk, which we don't do, thankfully. Um, but to just constantly do that on the other day parts, it's it's hard uh, for the call screener, especially, and for the host to sort of take that and make it entertaining. Which uh, I think a lot, most of our shows are paired shows to people, and that makes it a lot easier because then you can play off of it. And then the guys that we have that are solo, JJ and Summers, they have sort of their own unique draw that uh, makes it all work. But uh, I'm more with Al than with Jerry, although I understand Jerry's point. Without the callers, we're dead. Not necessarily our show, but sports talk radio as an industry without the callers, dead. You're dead. Mm -hmm. You are dead. I had a couple quick ones for you. This comes from Applejack Closer. Okay. He's got two questions for you. Star Wars or Star Trek? Okay. Now, people may not want to hear this, but I love both. I grew up in uh, my formative years. I was born in 67. So I started watching Star Trek reruns, and I guess 73 or 74 on picks. And, you know, of course, I, I loved it. Captain Kirk, Spock, the whole thing. And then it was only a few years later, 1977, I was 10, uh, that Star Wars came out. And, of course, that's just a total game changer. As a 10-year-old, I was the perfect (laughs) age to get captured. And then it was only a few years after that that the first Star Trek movie came out. And there was a revival of Star Trek. Um, You know, and it's better than people think, Star Trek, the motion picture. And then The Wrath of Khan came out right around the time, I think in between uh, Empire Strikes Back and um, uh, Return of the the Jedi. So I love them both equally. I am not one or the other. I I love them both. Let me ask you this. Because both franchises have put out, have continued to put out films. Yes. Especially, let's say, within the last... 10 years right and there's a star trek reboot with uh you know younger uh, younger people playing kirk and do you still like those do you like the newer star wars the newer star treks uh i did like the newer star wars uh i did not like the sort of the middle ones which is one two and three and that there's a whole mic drop on that whole thing which remind me we'll have to do that on may the 4th (laughs) um so uh but i i enjoyed totally the the new star wars films and I've enjoyed the Star Trek reboots. Although, of all the characters in both of those series, uh, Captain Kirk for me is still. I thought you'd go Spock. No, oh, I love Spock, of course. Well, but Captain just as Kirk just, of all of them. yeah, I mean, you know, he's just uh, they Kirk and Spock and Scotty. They're all iconic, and Spock is for me. It's right there, Kirk and Spock. But you know, gun to my head, as Dog used gun to say. Gun to your head. Gun to my head. Uh, it would have to be Kirk. And I know the answer to this one, also from Applejack Closer. Beatles or Elvis? Oh, uh, Beatles. Beatles. You're a big Beatles guy. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and they were they, they wrote their songs. Right. So, That's true. You know, and uh, I don't know if Elvis, I guess he played the guitar. I'm not even 100% sure. I think sure. he did play the guitar, or okay. he faked it really well. Yeah. Uh, here's one from Jeff, spelling his uh, name with a G. Joffrey, yes. Jeff. Uh, this is a request for Eddie tomorrow. Ask him if he listens to any podcasts on his commute. If so, which ones? Uh, the answer is no. 
Uh, there is like, I've listened to one or two college football podcasts at my desk, but literally one or two over how many years podcasts have been out. I usually have uh, WQXR playing in my ear uh, when I'm doing stuff at my computer. And I used to do it a lot when I used to make the schedules. Uh, but really the only podcast I listen to are, is this one when I mine it the next day for drops. But yeah, and you're a big books on tape guy. Uh, that's what I listen to in the car, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my my books on tape, I'm a, I've been an audible.com uh, subscriber for, oh gosh, you know, 10 years I've even noticed this lately. I'm going to say this has only happened within the past, I feel like only past two or three months. You now listen also when you're walking around work. Yes, sometimes. You'll, yes. Have, it, you'll have the and, headset and, in. And, that, and I don't know why I never did that before, but all of a sudden I was like, why not? Why not? You know, why not do that? And so, you know, because it'll, because there's always another book. Right. You know, it's not like I have to, oh, I have to save this because I just don't, I just started. Yeah, it was just a little, you idiot. What are you doing? Now, before, when you get in your car, before you put on your Audible book. Yes. Because I find myself doing this, and, and this has probably occurred in my life after 9-11. Mm -hmm. I feel, I always put on the radio to make sure something horrendous has, like I'm not driving into New York where Armageddon right. is going on. Correct. Like I'll put it on if I hear Harris Allen giving me a Nets uh, score. I'm like, okay. Nothing got blown up. Because if it was big enough news, we too would be right telling people about. Yeah. It. Do you do you check in on that at all, or when uh, you wake up, you turn on the TV? Well, I I turn on the TV and I watch the one a.m. Sports Center, which is almost always, I would say, ninety nine point nine percent of the time live. Okay. So, so you again, would know if there was a major world event. Yeah. I'm gonna know, and then also after I eat the Cheerios, watch the Sports Center. I go upstairs for the shower. I have a, a shower radio. Oh. And there I turn on WOR and I listen to George Norrie, <laughs> coast to coast. We've been talking about Bigfoot and aliens and stuff. And at the top of the hour, they have a, a newscast Live also, news. so I would hear it there. Okay. And wouldn't you necessarily, wouldn't you get an alert on your phone? I might. If there was something big? I would think so, but. Because you get alerts, uh, you know, like those. Uh, you know, weather alerts will come yeah. through and you hear them going off. So, um, and then when I get in the car, I will always listen to a traffic report. Okay. Before I go to the book on tape, either right. on the ones or the eights. Yeah. Um, and uh, just to make sure there's no disasters waiting right. for me. Right, right, right. So we do check in. See, so you still need live radio people. Oh, my people. goodness. Yes. Even if you uh, listen to podcasts or books on tape or your own music that you love on Spotify or something. There will always be a place for live local radio, especially in big cities. Right. I have one more question, Already? And, and then we'll, we'll be done. This comes from uh, Brian Hawaiian. Okay. Brian Hawaiian. Can you have Eddie share his Mount Rushmore of movies? Curious to hear his favorite four. Wow. Okay. It's a tough one. That is, that is tough. a tough one. Uh, well, I would say The Terminator, 100% really? is on there. In top four, Mount yeah. Rushmore. Terminator, yeah. original one, first Terminator. Correct. And now, again, they, they, there's things that they all spin off of each other, and the others are good. But for me, The Terminator wow. is a classic. Alien. Wow, okay. Also. Alien. Um, gosh. 
what else uh, that I would watch over and over and, and just Planet of the Apes <laughs> for sure, 100%. The early ones? 1968. Wow. Charlton Heston. Wow. God damn you. <laughs> right, that Get one. your hands off yeah. me, you yeah. damn yeah. Dirty, dirty apes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, this is like classic. You got Planet of the Apes, Alien, Terminator. Yes. Well, and you can see what I... That's Your what genre. I, that's what I like. The fourth one? Oh, gosh. Uh, wow, so your Mount Rushmore could even be the head. Like, you would have the Terminator head. Correct. The alien head. Correct. An ape head. Right. Right. The the Or Charlton Heston. Or Charlton but Heston. You, but you can go with the ape, I yeah. suppose. It would be better if go with the theme. Yeah. The Terminator head. But the one with after his uh, flesh got burned off. <laughs> you know, the... Uh, robotic the, one. The, uh, robotic, the exoskeleton. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the xenomorph from uh, Alien. Uh, oh, and a fourth one. Oh, mm, tough gosh. One. Uh, I'd have to... I'd have to come back to you on okay that one, would so. let me ask you this earlier we discussed the, the first uh, star wars and star trek are they on that list well you know wrath of khan is excellent it's up there. Uh, but i would i know there's another science fiction movie it's seen star wars and star trek love the whole idea and everything but in terms of like really wow impactful movies for me uh and just you know and there's just certain moments in them that are you know you can't that are just a little bit of a deeper, it touches me more deeply than the Star Trek and Star Wars. Planet of the Apes, Terminator, Alien, the first one, uh, for sure. And then there's, there's, I'm sure there's another one, and uh, people say, well, well, why can't you think of it if it means so much? Well, right. whatever. I just, you know, just spring it on. This, on I just spring. I was so, uh, excited how you guys came up with those three. Yeah. Right off the bat. Yeah. Well, those major are films. Yeah. And and I'll tell you this. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be Rocky. It's not going to be any hall. It's not going to be uh, the Godfather or any of those. There Although will be I, some science it, to it'll it. It'll be a science fiction movie for All right. sure. And, uh, you know, I can, uh, you know, let you know and you can add it to the list. I will add it to the podcast. And let people know. All right. Well, I enjoyed this, Eddie. That All was right. fun. Okay. Eddie Q&A from Twitter and Instagram. All right. Uh, we'll do this again, but it's got a, a couple months have to go by when you're filling in. Yes. We'll do another Q&A. Well, I know I'm going to be filling in on the 26th, I believe. All right. right. And, we, and we've covered all these already. So the, the internships, the drops, that's done now. Yeah. Those questions have been covered. Yes. We're going to be looking for fresh things. Mm -hmm. All right. The warm-up program is next. That was not Q&A style. That was breaking it down. Uh, CeeLo and I wasn't really sports. It was kind of sports. I don't really remember what we talked about. Me neither. With you. Girls pulling hair when they fight. I remember that was a story. Oh, I you know, I was editing the Phil Simms moose knuckle drop. Moose knuckle. So I was not really paying attention to you guys. Always into the drops. Always mm -hmm. into the drops. All right. Uh, warm up next. See you. See Good morning, campers. It's the warm up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Oh. Hi there. Jerry Recco is in, I believe, Columbus, Ohio for Rutgers, so CeeLo joins me. Good morning. Good morning, Al. And a happy 211th birthday to <laughs> Abe Lincoln. Quick math by you there on the fly That's as the right. open was playing. I checked he was born in 1809. You were using your fingers. I enjoyed that. I got, we got 
counting. I was right? counting because yeah. 1809, I go to 1909. 2009 makes right. him 200 years old. Do you think Abe Lincoln ever heard of 69? <laughs> no chance. Oh boy. I always wonder, like, when when different words came into the lexicon. Phrases. Phrases, curse words. Right. Like, when did slang. they... Yeah, like, did Abe Lincoln know different slang terms for private... 69! Private parts and things. Like, did he, or was that not a thing? <laughs> like, when did that I, start? I bet it was a thing. You do. Words that we would have no idea what it meant to, you in the think, current day. Do you think cavemen had words for... Stuff like that, or they were cavemen. Yeah, they well, were they, too much like animals. They didn't speak. Or is, if no, I'm they correct. spoke. If just no, as they just Jerry made Reco. noises. They don't. They made noises, right. but they communicated. What I meant was they didn't speak <laughs> words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Right there, that was a curse word they, in caveman language. <laughs> <laughs> Please dump that. <laughs> so the Westminster Dog Show was was. Oh uh, yeah. They crowned a winner, best in show. Mm. This is sports. Big event at the Garden. Seba the Poodle won. Seba? Yep. Not to be confused with Simba. No, Seba Seba. the Poodle won. Although the crowd, the crowd favorite was Daniel the Golden Retriever. Oh, so we had an angry crowd? They were chanting for Daniel. Oh, wow. A Golden Retriever's never won best in show. Really? Yeah. They always give it to those poodles with the weird haircuts. Yeah, the bougie, the bougie dogs. Yeah, like where the people shave the poodle's leg except yeah. for where its feet, is, feet are, so I it mean, looks like a, a booty. Then they shave their face, so they look like they have a big poofy hair but no facial hair. That's not man's best friend. No. No. Give me it the is, everyday dog, the companion. Yeah, That's what I'm looking for. The mutt. Right. Like, I want to get a uh, greyhound. Yeah? Yeah. How will that go on the, what are you, what floor are you on? The third uh, floor? Uh, I don't like to give my floors oh, out. Oh, that's a good point. Are you allowed dogs in no. your facility? Oh, not, not even a small dog. No. Service, wow. I could call it a service dog though. Wow. Then they yeah. let you do whatever you want. That's a Costanza move. Yeah, but these uh, these greyhounds, I hear they break their legs a lot, like if they run it up and down stairs. Well, they're very tall. They're and, very tall. And lean. Very lean. Yes. A couple things with the greyhound. One, if it escapes, are you catching it? Not a chance. Not a no. chance, because it's going to run like the wind. Two, their leg situation throws me off. Mm-hmm. And then Gina tells me that I can't get a greyhound because the greyhound is the dog version of me. Thin with a lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you want one then? Because they're kind of cool looking. They have very thin heads. <laughs> what, what? You need a thin head and a dog? No, That's I just like, I like a characteristic. I'm in sports. I would like a sporting dog. A sporting dog. I I'd see. like to then tell people I've saved this greyhound. He Maybe was, you can have a friend that has a greyhound since those other uh, those other things might be an issue. I was actually think, thinking of becoming a dog walker. The anxiety. You a dog walker. Yeah, so yeah. that I could interact with dogs and yet not have to have one myself and worry about getting home for the dog. Will then interrupt on your, you know, very well-timed schedule that you have. Right, I have, I've thought about that. Afternoon nap, early to bed, all those things. I'm thinking to see if this Seba, the best-in-show dog from Westminster, needs a walker. <laughs> I'd like to walk that dog around the neighborhood. I don't think you'd want any part of Seba. Seba? Nah. Yeah. I, I've... There was no buzz around the Westminster Dog Show this Is year. Is there normally buzz around? I think the normally, Westminster I know what's going show. on. Mm. Like this, I just saw this morning. Seba the Poodle one. Well, maybe you've been a little distracted. I'm like, where's the buzz? No buzz. Buzz? Or, no buzz. Buzz? No buzz. There was no buzz. I guess I'm not usually locked into the buzz. You're for not the Westminster Dog Show. I used to watch it on MSG when MSG first became a channel years and years ago. That used to be like their main 
program. It was like the flagship program. The flagship. Mm. They had Westminster Dog Show. They occasionally had WWE Wrestling from the Garden. Interesting. And Roller Derby. And this, there was no Knicks or Rangers or I in don't, addition to that? I'm going to say in addition to that. Hmm. I was asking Eddie this. Maybe you know. Before there were Sports Channel and MSG and all the, where were the Rangers and Knicks games? Probably on local channels. I Nine and assume. 11? Something like that. Eddie would know better than I. He didn't have an answer for me. Because I didn't really get locked into watching Rangers, Knicks until the 90s. Till, till you had cable already and, in well, your house. Also, I was living in Virginia at the time. I didn't oh. move to, back to New Jersey until 1997. At that point, these sports channels were pretty well established. They were uh, flowing then. Flowing, yes. Because when I was growing up like in the 80s, the Mets were on only on Channel 9. Yankees yeah. 11. It was probably, probably the same situation with the Knicks and the Rangers, I would Every imagine. game. Every game? Every game. So when what at what point was it when it was like, okay, every game's on? there Because there was a time where there were games you couldn't get on TV, obviously. I don't know. I feel like that 86 run uh, that the Mets had, I feel like I watched every, every single game. game. Okay. I was locked in. So even you're young enough yeah. to remember a t- not remember a time when the games weren't on television. Right. Okay. That's good Something to know. like Glad that. We covered that. You're not quite as old as, as the former President Lincoln. I am. Uh, no, he's 211. I'm 50. Yeah. A little bit of a difference. So when Lincoln, when when I was born, Lincoln was only uh, 161. Mm, he was a young whippersnapper. Yeah, he was a very young guy. Yes. Uh, there was an incident in a girls' high school basketball game that I wanted to bring to your attention. This happened in Ohio where Jerry Recco is. Oh, boy. I hope he doesn't get caught up in this. Uh, a girl, one girl was shooting a three and another girl was defending it. And upon shooting the three... The girl who shot the three then grabbed the girl defending hers ponytail, boom, to the floor. All in one motion. All in one motion. The three, the ponytail to the floor. Girl hit her head. And uh, that's always the go-to move, I feel like, for girls fighting. The pony, gr- the ponytail the ha- grab. No, just the hair, hair pull. Hair in general. It doesn't have to be the ponytail. Yeah, that right. gets nasty. Like You even see videos like people fighting at like a Burger King, mm. uh, women fighting at a Walmart. Always go for the hair. You see it in a bar. I don't f- feel like a guy has a go-to fight move that they go to automatically. Because well, if you pull hair as a guy, you look like uh, yeah, that, you, you can't, can't fight. Do that. Slapping, you can't be doing that. You can't no. slap. You can't pull hair. You can't even kick in the in yeah. the worst area to get kicked because then they they also feel like not manly. You've got to square up. Yeah, I don't like even the, you know you see these guys that gang up on people to get yeah. them to the ground and they're just kicking them. That in the head. I don't that's like. A, that's a low blow right there. The gang up. Yeah, I yeah. Don't like that. I don't like a gang up. Now what Gio was describing yesterday with the uh, the bank robbing situation. Yeah. you know, just stepping in and cold cocking somebody. Right. right? You could do that if they're a criminal. Yes. It, Not just yes. the someone in the right. burger. Yeah, King. no, someone, someone that's holding <laughs> up a bank or yeah, doing Boom. some harm. How about that? Yesterday we got a we we brought up bank robbing. Bank robberies because a guy was in a Yankee hat got caught robbing a bank. Ten ten wins at Tweedle it out. And I think like every day I see in the paper somebody's in a Yankee hat, like a criminal. Oh, it's a popular hat. It's a popular hat, right? Yeah. And in Philadelphia, the criminals are wearing Phillies hats. I'm sure. I get it. Sixers, Eagles. So then Gio was talking about I could beat this uh, criminal up. This guy didn't look like a tough bank robber. To which we got a call from a guy who robbed a bank. We got calls from bank tellers who had been robbed. We got calls from a, a bank teller who ignored a robbery <laughs> and just said, next customer. Yeah. And the guy walked out. 
Then we got a call from the cop who arrested the bank robber who called earlier. That was my favorite one. Oh, yeah, I remember this guy. They right. both just happened to be. <laughs> the bank robber's listening, wants to share right. a story. And, oh, one of the arresting officers happened to be locked in, retired I mean, now. And this radio station tremendous. is crazy. It's awesome. There's no, there really is no other radio station like this in the area no. for those things. Right. Like, you, no matter what you bring up here, someone has a story. Oh, yeah, someone will chime in. For sure. I mean, just look at the topics. We had the doctor called in about the the gloves and germs. The germs. Yeah. yeah, we did a lot of non sports yesterday. We which did do February post Super Bowl is good for that. Obviously. February we'll do that. Yeah, get a little break. Yeah. Speaking of sports and February and all that nonsense, the XFL, which had kicked off this weekend, uh, they did not get as much betting action as I guess they thought they were going to get. How do you even like anticipate or try to ballpark where you're going to end up? Well, I'll give you an example. I saw they did a lot more than the AAF had done or whatever the heck that that was called, right? Do I have that right? AAF, AAF? yeah. Yeah. Maybe I read that wrong. They said like on the opening game, by the way, was between Seattle and uh, D.C. Yeah. They got only $10,000 total bet on that game. I mean, how do you handicap it? You don't. That's what they said. Right. You got to let it establish itself a little bit. But I bet it goes up this week. Oh, 100%. Right? Because now people yes. think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people think they know, like, the Seattle defense. Right. Plus, I've seen people say the sharp betters, the sharp community. What does that mean? Like, the people that are really locked in, you know, on, on the cutting edge. Like, yeah. they, they know how to exploit some value in the lines. Yeah. That they feel Vegas and the bookmakers also have to see how things play out. So they they feel there's an advantage to be had in the initial couple of weeks until the, the books and those types that set the lines really get keyed in on what's going on with these teams. Because they said every team or every game was the under that uh, Vegas had set the point spread out. All right. So there's a little things are gonna trend change. for you. You could go under this week or you could say... This is the week now they've had the, you know, the initial get it out there. We get our feet wet. We get the nerves out. And now this week, perhaps they go, everyone goes to the over. The XFL. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, we did see that. Gio. We left that I, there just I didn't you. pick it up because I wanted you to see the cigarette <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I wonder where what that came from. What do about this, though? Like, what? I don't wanna, like, what I did you find? On some, but you talked about it on the air, right? No, oh, we no. We wanted to save we it for you. Just for oh, your you natural, no. your organic natural <laughs> reaction, which we're now getting. I did see it, and I said, I'm not going to pick that up. I want Gio to really see <laughs> oh, it. <laughs> smoking cigarette yeah. in the studio. On the floor. In 2020. <laughs> That's not what you want. Could have fell out of his pocket. We don't know. The only thing missing is a couple of coffee cups on a ledge on the side wall. What? Here. Let's do a DNA test. Do you think we'll get to the point where we could just do DNA tests and everything? Like, I could just have a yeah. DNA, DNA kid on me and be like, let me, uh, sure. let me check this. I, I had need a... a DNA kid with this one. No. Boomer didn't leave that. Right. All right. Uh, Eddie tells me we have to break. When we come back, I have one more thing about the XFL, a quick thing. And then uh, Boomer and Gio will be ready to beat up on the Knicks or something. Okay. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, Al, Rangers, Islanders won, Devils lost, Yankees pitchers and catchers report today, all that good stuff. Go ahead. Well, one thing I liked what the XFL did on their social media, because you don't know if you do you have a team you're going to root for in the XFL. So they put out a tweet with a video that was just flashing all of the logos, and it said, screen grab, and whatever one you screen grab, that's your team. Yes. So I'm now a fan of the Seattle 
whoever they are. What's the Seattle team? Dragons. Like? The Seattle Dragons. Coached by Jim Zorn. Jim, really? Yeah. The former uh, Seahawks quarterback, the lefty? And Redskin head coach, well. yeah. Boomer and Geo morning <laughs> giveaways continue this week, including Steely Dan, Steve Winwood tickets at 635.